Welcome to the Mediocre Outdoor Podcast, where I talk about the old ways in a new way. Technology is great, but knowing how it used to be done can only progress us further. So join me and my guests as we talk about everything from canning to skiing and everything in between. Well, um, this is a short one. I um, had some issues here myself. Um, got a little bit of a, a cold. Um, it's not a C19er. It's just a just a little bit of head cold, which um, caused me to have a, a stuffy nose and some cough when I was trying to do this originally. So um, my apologize my apologies to to everyone out there that has to listen to me sniffle and snort and cough and hack. Uh, I tried to minimize it as much as possible, but with this new microphone, everything is so precise. Uh, it picks up every little single sound. Um, anyways, yeah, so it's been a long, long season. I'm sorry I'm not getting out as much content to you guys as I'd want to. Um, I hope this is this is a good teaser for things to come. And say subscribe, you know, do the whole iTunes review thing for me, get me some reviews. That gets us motivated and um, gets us going forward. So, appreciate everybody out there for listening to this podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. Again, sorry for um, sorry for the the cold symptoms that you might hear uh, as you listen to this, but it has gone away since then. So, uh, with that, here you go. Well, it's been a while. I have uh, been busy, very busy. I've got a uh, a lot of things just going through my head, like personal stuff. So I've uh, I've been slacking a little bit on the podcasting. But uh, busy summer. Um, the fire season has been absolutely insane. Um, just so you know, people that don't know fire. Uh, wildland firefighting usually, for the most part, usually the the peak of the craziness. Um, when I mean craziness, means a lot of fire activity. Usually is about mid August. Well, this year it started about the first of June, so about a month and a half early, and it's been going nonstop uh, to the point where resources have been slim. Um, not just personnel, but equipment and supply and everything else has been <clears throat> been a tough, tough go. And so, um, just been dealing with that. Had a had a couple two week stints where we were out working. Um, a lot of the guys I work with have been gone all summer. Uh, I took a little hiatus for a couple weeks to deal with uh, some family stuff and uh, anniversary and some other things birthdays whatnot anyways um yeah so even locally i've even been getting a lot of local fires um which we we usually get a few this time of year but uh not as i don't want to say as infrequent but uh i would say there's there's plenty of them and with the resources being slim as they are it's crazy um Anyways, so I guess what kind of what I wanted to talk about today was maybe a little bit of fire season uh, and firefighting. And for those of you that aren't familiar with firefighting, um, 
maybe just give you a, a little brief history or uh, a lesson. So wildland firefighting is quite a bit different than structural firefighting, which I'm sure a lot of you um, probably know more about. Uh, it's a little less elusive, maybe is a good way to put it, um, or it's a little more in your face with most of the news media. And so it gets a lot more attention than wildland firefighting. But uh, it's getting better. But anyways, basically the difference being is in, in structure firefighting, everything's contained in a box, right? The house is a box. And everything's contained in that box. And the way the fire behaves has to do with how that box is constructed. And what's in the box, what the box is made out of, um, how airtight is the box, you know, all these things play a part in structural firefighting. And really, there's similarities, but really don't, they're not really associated. They're associated, but they're not associated with wildland. So anyways, basically, everything in a structure is in a box and the fire behaves a certain way inside that box depending on like I said what happens and how it is and wildland firefighting you still I mean we have this saying it's still in a box right like we're trying to keep it in a box but realistically you have atmospheric conditions you have uh terrain topography whatever you want to call it um and, and all these other factors, uh, the different vegetations, uh, human influences, all, all these things go into wildland firefighting and make it a different animal. Where structural firefighting is a sprint, um, those guys, they go in, they kick ass, uh, they put the fire out, and they leave. In wildland firefighting, it's, it's more of a marathon. I mean, you... You slow roll into it, you get a good game plan, you figure out your strategies and your tactics, and then you execute them, and hopefully in a few days, weeks, you know, you're going to get a handle on this fire and get it put out. Um, anyways, so it, it, it's a lot different dynamically than that, where, you know, you got structural guys are in and out, and done moving on to the next one and wildland it's there's just there's just a different it's just a different mindset so if you're a structure guy uh or you know structure firefighters or maybe you're a volunteer i highly recommend that you you get yourself into uh into a little wildland and try it out for yourself um i know i was a structural volunteer for gosh i don't know 12 14 years maybe 15 years i'm not quite sure exactly my timeline and uh, I used to get a lot of a lot of permanent paid structure guys used to give me crap all the time because I always kind of was curious about the wildland and I just you know they're like oh no 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 those guys work too hard they don't get paid nearly as much like you want to be structure and uh, for a long time I believed that and uh, and then once I finally did move over I was very very happy with what with what it was. Um, I realize also that uh, as much as I love structure fighting, fire, um, wildland 
is more my style. I like being outdoors. Um, I like the type of people that are, I was around there, more my type of people as of more of, you know, hillbillies in your face, tell you exactly what they think, uh, work hard, play hard, get shit done type of folk, you know, salt of the earth kind. And uh, where I'm not saying there wasn't structure guys that way, but they were more of a laid back, money first and I don't want no. I'm not going to say that because I don't want to give I don't want to give all structure guys a bad name. It's just different. It's just different. They're good guys. They mean well and they love their job. I just don't see the same intensity in structure firefighting that I see in wildland firefighting. And it's hard to put that into words without you know triggering somebody or or offending somebody or or saying something that probably isn't exactly 100% true for across the board. So. With that said, I'm just going to say that it's different, and I feel like wildland, you you have a lot more intense, um, intense folks because they're doing it all day, every day, climbing mountains, cutting brush, digging line, working their ass off all day, every day. I mean, sometimes we're working 16-hour shifts, um, where you know. Uh, structure fire guys they just don't work they don't work that hard i mean they do what they do and a lot of them are, are do a lot of medical calls and they work 24 on 24 off it's just different it's just completely different anyways i don't want people to get the wrong impression with this I, i'm not dogging on structure i'm just saying there's another world out there that doesn't get pr- promoted as well as structure does so Let's start into that. How do you how do you get into wildland firefighting? Well, if you're 18 years of age or older, um, there's plenty of ways to get in. So there is what we call seasonal firefighters, and your government agencies such as the federal government, like the uh, the Forest Service, uh, is your federal um, your federal firefighting organization for uh, wildland, and they're going to do uh, hand crews, they have a few engines depending on where you're located, a lot of hand crews and stuff like that, which if you really want to get in the shit and you really want to be a hardcore mother, get on a hand crew, especially a fed hand crew, um, type one hotshot crew, that, that is where the badass, those are the, the special forces of, uh, of firefighting if you ask me. So anyways, forest service is a good place, um, find your local forest service, call around, get on Get on the old interweb and and uh, look up the FS, um, and they will uh, they will get you going. Um, usually, I'm not sure with the feds, but usually they uh, most fire agencies are going to start uh, applications um, late fall, early winter, and so uh, you want to you want to get looking at that kind of stuff here pretty soon for the following year. Um, state agencies, like, I think, I know the DNR, uh, at least in Washington, the Department of Natural Resources, um, they hire, they will hire, um, engine, fire engine kids, uh, I call them kids just because usually they're, they're younger people, but you can be any age, um, basically you have a, a three to four man engine crew. And there's multiple of those per district. Um, and I think even the uh, 
Fish and Wildlife have a few. I know if you work for Fish and Wildlife, you can um, uh, you can go fight fire in the summertime and get qualmed. But as far as getting, I don't know if I don't know what they have for engines and uh, stuff like that. But um, there is plenty, uh, plenty of different areas. So you have state level stuff, which would be well. First of all, you have you have federal, which is Forest Service, BLM. Uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife, I think, has some stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's permanent positions or if they have seasonals, but I know Forest Service and BLM for sure. And then you have state, which is uh, in Washington, it's DNR um, as your primary, and then you might have a few of the other agencies that have uh, hold land that might have some stuff. So, yeah, I know some of the refuges do stuff. The tribes have their own fire departments and fire suppression modules and so you can get on with them um who else there's also private contractors so um if you have a hard time getting on with a federal or state agency maybe maybe you got a shady pass or a a background that follows you around wherever you go there is private contractors so basically what private contractors are uh, they're just dudes that decided, Hey, I like fighting fire. I want to do it privately, do it myself. And so they get a group of guys with them and then they go out and they make a contract with the federal government and the state government. And when they need uh, extra support, they call these guys anyways. So apply. So get, start looking within the next three months. There's going to be openings for all these different places, whether it's contracting, state, federal, wherever. Start looking, type in fire jobs into your favorite search engine and see what happens. Let's talk about what it is. So, first of all, you get on with one of these organizations, whether it be private or public, and they will take you through what we call in the fire world an academy. And what an academy is, is basically schooling it's a training it's a short period of time usually a couple weeks and what happens is we go ahead and put you through what a certification process uh firefighter two training which is basically getting red carded or the entry level firefighter certification right so everybody has a red card and the red card has all your qualifications on it of what you're capable of doing, what you've been certified to do. Uh, and that goes up through the federal level. And um, and that's where it's certified in the NFPA, uh, which I believe is a third-party organization that basically kind of makes up the guidelines for wildland firefighting and even structural. So, uh, yeah, once you're certified, which... Whatever organization you're working for will pay for you to be certified. So, um, cert- will pay for you to get red carded. And I, I do want people to understand that there are s- certain structural fire departments that do do wildland as well as structure. So, volunteering with a district, uh, your local district, might might be a thing you can do as well. You're not going to get paid for it necessarily, uh, but at least you can get certified and see if you get something you're into. Anyways, uh, so once you get certified, uh, once you get hired, certified, gone through your training, 
they'll put you out on the line and uh, you'll go fight fire and make a lot of money. And when I say a lot of money, I mean that's relative, right? Like it's you're not going to make computer programmer money, but you're going to kick the shit out of working at McDonald's money. And, you know, I mean a lot of these kids I talk to, um, these 18 to, to 24-year-olds usually, they, they're they making, you know, uh, if they're having a good year, they can make words upwards of uh, $20,000, $30,000 in, in the summer. And for, you know, a kid straight out of high school or uh, somebody that's going to college in the fall and the winter, uh, that's that's a pretty good chunk of change. I mean, that'll, that'll pay for a lot of tuition and books and everything else. So um, <clears throat> if you like the outdoors, if you like people, it's a great career. Um, it's a great place to start. Like I said, it helps you get through college. It helps you get your feet on the ground if you're just straight out of high school and don't know what to do. Um, and you get to travel for free. So you get to go check out the state. You get to sometimes go to other states. And you get to, you know, you you meet new people. Um, you're working with the same group of people pretty much all summer. So, you know, that family tight bonded group uh, usually end up with a lot of good friends out of this if you do it you know for long enough um it's just a great world and i believe everybody should get into it but if that was the case then nobody would be able to do it because there'd be too many people doing it but i i've been in i've been in this world for gosh 19 years probably 20 years going on 20 years and uh and i absolutely love it um five years in wildland specifically and I want to say 14 or 15 in uh, structure altogether. Um, there's some EMS and some other stuff in there too, but I absolutely love fire. I am a fire junkie, and um, it allows me to do something I love and make some money while I'm doing it. And if I would have known about it when I was 18 years old, I guarantee you I would have been a wildland firefighter as soon as I turned 18 and I would have sat on an engine and I would have worked my way up and I'd be some high muckety muck right now. But instead I just like playing in the dirt and I don't have to have any responsibilities, but, uh, it's kind of weird when I'm twice as old as most of the kids out there, uh, digging in the dirt, but it is what it is. So, so anyways, get out there. Um, enough about me, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do, too. I mean, I I just, I know I'm kind of repeating myself, but um, there's engines, there's helicopters, there's all kinds of crazy, crazy jobs. And, you know, you don't have to actually dig in the dirt or be on the front lines. There's support all over the place. So there's heavy equipment. If you're a heavy equipment operator, maybe you want to get into uh, running heavy equipment, you can do that. Um, there's ground support there's logistics there's operations so if you just want to work in the camps um which is firefighter cities in the middle of nowhere and you just want to clean garbages and uh take care of things around the camp or if administrative stuff and paperwork is your thing there's jobs for that um there's food uh all kinds of stuff. Uh, getting stuff that people need, like tools and gear and, and organizing, that kind of stuff, and water. And, and I mean, it just, there's so many jobs uh, in the fire. It's a lot like the military as far as 
you know the whole gamut it's it's a it's a whole community that is and jobs throughout so uh it's not just digging in the dirt which reminds me there's also helitech which is basically uh being a helicopter crew person meaning there's a whole aerial side of fire uh from pilots uh that fly big uh heavy tankers that drop retardant on the fire to um small cessnas that scoop water out of lakes and dump on the fire uh to helicopters with buckets that suck up water in this big bucket and dump it on the fire and then there's helitac which is basically a group um of firefighters that work instead of on an engine they work on a helicopter and they basically go into remote areas where there's no roads. They get dropped off, not like a smoke jumper, but uh, similar, I guess. And they get dropped off. They use the helicopter as their engine to supply water. They put out small fires in remote areas by themselves. Kind of a cool gig. Um, there's also all kinds of support on the hello bases uh, and the airports for these uh, all this apparatus that runs in the air um, there's mechanic jobs there's communication jobs I mean there's just there's so many different ways to get into it just depending on what you like doing um, but anyways I, I urge everybody that thinks this is interesting to look into it um, like I, like I said before, there's plenty of places to start looking, and it's a great it's a great career. Uh, it's a great hobby. Um, if you're retired and you just want to make some extra summer money, it's a great way to do that. Um, there's plenty of things you can do. So um, it's not just young people. It's it's all walks and all ages. So, anyways, um, and if you don't get out in the, in, and become a firefighter or or go out and try your hand at firefighting at least support the people that do um we get a lot of mixed feelings out there some people think that uh we're just wasting money and other people think that uh we're doing a good service um and so we appreciate the support um it's it's hard to do something for somebody else when uh when there's no support for that so anyways support your local firefighters and um we'll be seeing you have a good day well thanks a lot for listening bitches so i'm excited because now not only can you find me on instagram you can also find me on Facebook. And what? Oh, I got my own website. Yeah, I got little technology fingers going and built myself a website. Thank you, Squarespace. Anywho, you can go check it out at MediocreOutdoors.org. I know, it's an org, but it's not a com. It's an org. So, all one word, all lowercase. M-E-D-I-O-C-R-E. O-U-T-O-O-R-S dot O-R-G. 
check me out, guys. Leave me some messages, and you can donate now to the podcast. Hopefully, pretty soon, I'm going to have some merch out, and we are going to start selling it, and you guys are going to start buying it. So, hold on to that thought. Wait after Christmas. Save your cash, and we're going to buy some merch, and you guys are going to wear my swag. So, anyways, have a good one. Talk to you later, guys.